mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting in Work. This is episode 23. I'm Jono Peck, and this week, we're joined by Ryan Betson, a Geelong guy, just like me. You might know Ryan from his uh, YouTube channel and group, The Pop Culturists. These guys basically talk about and review video games, TV shows, pretty much anything part of nerd culture. The reason that I wanted to have Ryan on the show is that he's doing this thing like many others on the internet, but he's actually just recently started making a bit of money out of it because they've managed to build a bit of a community around the pop culturists and launched a Patreon, which is basically a way for followers and and supporters and fans to commit or pledge money each month to support what you're doing. Even with, I suppose, a modest following, they've got an infrastructure set up where they're receiving free games, they're getting to go to movie premieres, they're doing a lot of this cool stuff that people want to do, and I wanted to talk about how they got from the very beginning stage of trying to build a following to the point where they have enough of that that they're able to access these perks that a lot of people would aspire to reach themselves. Just after recording this episode of Putting in Work, I had the opportunity to be a guest on the Pop Culturists for the Players, which is their weekly PlayStation show up on their YouTube channel. Uh, so it was great to be part of that with Ryan and his co-host Josh Saunders. It was great fun, and I'd, I'd love to do it again sometime. But uh, for now, here's Ryan Betson. Enjoy the show. Uh, so the Pop Culturists originally started in. 2014. So it started as a radio show here on a community radio station called uh, 94.7 The Pulse. Uh, we started there on, a, on like a really crappy time slot, like 10 p.m. on a Thursday. So they kind of needed needed a show, and we pitched an idea, and we did that for about uh, a year and a half. And who is we at this? Point? Oh, so we is my is myself and one of my, one of the co-founders, Josh. Uh, he's sitting off mic to the to the oh. left a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I when I moved to Geelong. I had I had the idea. I'm like, I want to do a pop culture focused show that's sort of structured. That's it's a bit more informative than it was before. So, before I even started pop culture, I did this uh, podcast back in the day. It was called Incredibly Loud and Extremely Disturbing. It was just mm. myself and three other buddies, and we would just talk shit. Like in terms of when you when you imagine a show with like a bunch of dudes, it's just like dick jokes poop jokes just being gross just pretty much fun. recording your normal conversation yeah pretty much but like <laughs> you know when you're on mic you amp it up a little bit sure so that was one of the things that's why when I, when I, after finishing after that wrapped up might not nah, i need something a bit more serious something a bit more a bit more focused um so yeah we did that for about yeah year and a half at the station and then we went into conjunct into work alongside a website called Novastream. we were we were with them about a year uh, and then as of June last year, so we've just turned one officially going solo. Uh, yeah, we, we shifted focus to be um, a media outlet in terms of we're going to do video and written. Um, and then after six months, we've realized that no one gives a shit about written, especially in the games industry. Mm-hmm. So we moved to video only as of January. Yeah. And how has that been like a... In terms of the time that it's taken up from your life, it started out as you're doing this, you know, whatever, 10 p.m., two hour, one hour, whatever it was. Yep. And it, like, compared to now, how much time is it taking up? <laughs> uh, the, when, we, <clears throat> when we started as the radio show, it was literally the two hours that we did the show. It was an hour on the Monday where we planned out what the news was going to be and if there was anything else, any, like what the key topic of conversation would be. Mm. So that plus a bit of like probably like half hour prep before, 
four hours at best a week. Mm. We record simply for four hours now. Like right. our li- like my life is more this channel and creating than I ever ever thought it was going to be. And how did was that just a gradual thing? If yeah, you, was, you were in starting to enjoy it more. There was actually people that were responding to it. Uh, yeah, that- it was it was a gradual sort of in- a genuine increase in terms of what we wanted to do. Like once we moved into creating having having our own website and like obviously that came with more work. Mm. And then like okay, well now we have a website. We can't just have one show that comes out every week. We need to fill this out. We need to give it more. So it came down to just that organic growth of what we are and what we want to do. And then as people as more people got involved and people really sort of responding to it and they get you know they gave us opinions and thoughts on what we were doing we sort of changed and adapt adapted to that so when we originally started we kind of just moved the radio show from the radio to the internet and video and after a while we realized that's not working there was feedback was like that's not working we like this part we like this part we like this part can you manipulate that so we changed that into separating into you know Mm -hmm. number of videos over the week and sort of breaking it down um and yeah and then adapting and it's pretty much what it comes down to. It's like we, we started as one idea, we grew it, molded it, changed it, and then now it's more of my life than I ever thought. Yeah. <laughs> and where did that feedback come from? Uh, a lot of social media um, and so f- uh, family and friends and stuff as well. Uh, so when we're on the radio, there wasn't a strong listenership. Like we also podcasted as well, but you know, it was sort of it's tough to break into podcasting, like real tough. Mm. Um, so a lot of it came from ourselves. We're we're really really good at critiquing our stuff and like when i say really good in terms of we'll destroy something that we've done like we'll break it down until we're like we're about to cry <laughs> to try to make it work to try to make it work and make it better um and then obviously a lot of our close friends are sort of were watching and listening and uh, sort of what they thought and then we had a couple of some third parties as i call them you know like people that aren't directly involved with us they just happen to enjoy our stuff their you know their feedback came through in comments on social media and facebook and twitter and all that sort of stuff and yeah and like with their input like what we do now is so heavily focused on the input that we get from the people around us you know we have a very like a core community now um and they're like hey try like we're looking at redesigning our little set right now so the first thing i did to the community what are you what would you guys like to see uh, we've we've said and we've talked about it for about an hour what do you guys think like you guys look at it more than off, more often than we do yeah so what do you guys think and, and that's that's where a lot of our feedback comes back now it's great okay from where you are now, what do you? What is the goal? What is? What are you trying to achieve from week to week, and where do you want it to go? For week to week, our goals are reasonably straightforward. It's uh, continued organic growth. Um, you know, people coming, finding it themselves, and sort of jumping like we push it as we can. Um, I want to see obviously more growth in terms of our our viewership and listenership or whichever. I wanted to be able to have, you know, more access to cool things. Like we are, you know, with what we do, luckily we have a lot of connections with, you know, some good PR people around Australia. So we have access to a lot of good uh, games in particular. Um, We want to expand our movies, um, you know, and and try to get to more premieres, that sort of stuff and get sort of advanced screenings on things. Um, the cool stuff. The cool so, stuff. The, the benefits of the biz. Yeah. I, in my in my long term goal, obviously, you know, as in every ask everyone that creates content on the internet. The idea is, what's your end goal? Like people get paid to do yeah. this. Like I don't want to go to work. I want this to be my work. Yeah, sure. And that'd be that'd probably be my end goal. So we can focus entirely on this. Okay. How was it that you were able to separate yourself from every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's got a podcast <clears throat> in terms of being able to have at least the uh, illusion of <laughs> professionalism as he as i say as he coughs off of uh, mike but you know you've got like the set uh, you've got 
you get the code so you can access games yeah. early. You've been to some movie premieres. You get to go to the conferences and kind of report on some of the stuff before, I guess, most people would. And mm. that's probably what a lot of people would aspire to. Um, for us, that was just a lot of a trial and error. You know, the, the benefit of before we jumped into YouTube solely, we had the luxury of failing um, before we came in. Like, you know, with the, with the the radio show was good, but there was a lot a lot of room to improve. I mean, it's like we, we were able to come to a point that by the time we launched properly, you know, in terms of what solely what we do now in like January of last year, we were able to be like, we failed enough times to know what's going to work, what mm-hmm. we need, what's the minimum. And, and obviously looking around YouTube and seeing what else is available, you know, in terms of look at who inspires us and what we want to do. And, you know, you and I are both kind of funny fans. So looking at them and what they do and sort of where they started from and, you know, they started in a spare room of their house and they, you know, they built a little set and they grew on it and they grew on it and now they have their own. So we're the same thing. This set didn't look like this when we first started. It was literally a small TV, two seats, my, like Josh and I talking about things and then it grew to let's put some shelves in let's pull some things on the walls let's get some desks let's get some mics you know what I mean like it was just this expansion of what it was I don't think I answered your question <laughs> it was uh, I guess about <laughs> separating yourself from yeah, the, um, the the mass of podcasters and YouTubers that are out there see that's the, the that's the bit of information that comes from me for that is uh, a quote from Kevin Smith I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's not a unique quote from him but <laughs> The thing is, we'll give him credit. We'll give him credit. Um, so the one thing that you have in this world that nobody else has is you. So that's what we did. So rather than trying to imitate everybody else, we're like, what? What's our strengths? What's our weaknesses? What can we do as us? So we market the pop culturists as us, you know, and that's our key focus. The focus is this is who you see, and that's what separates us from everybody else. Is the fact that you're not going to see us anywhere else. You're not going to see our opinions anywhere else. You're not going to see the content well you'll see the content we make but elsewhere but that's sort of the one thing that we try to make ourselves different and that's the toughest part there's such an oversaturated medium that it's really easy to get lost Mm. it's like music it's like yeah it used to be if you had recorded an album you were up there but Mm. now it's like anyone can record an album and at the same time anyone can make a website for what hundred bucks a year and yeah not even yeah and and do a podcast every week so yeah it is a difficult thing to separate yourself but was there a point that you reached where you thought okay things are starting to pick up or was it just a very gradual thing it's a little bit of both yeah um the way i explain how growing on youtube works is you start is it's a quite nice sort of steady increase at the, at the start. You're getting all your family, getting all your friends, getting all these close people coming in. You're getting those sub boosts. You're getting those view boosts. You're getting the likes. You know everything that you need to get the ball rolling. But after a period of time, it sort of plateaus out. Like people stop sort of, even the people that were there at the start stop fading away. Family stopped caring, not, mm. not caring, but like family don't have the time to sit there and watch you talk about, you know, Batman again. Yeah. So they kind of lose interest. So it starts to plateau out and then you've got to try rebuild that pickup. Like we've, so we've been doing this for almost, you know, just over a year now. Our pickup just happened. Mm. Happened about a month ago when we started live streaming. Right. It was that one thing. It was that one moment that we changed something and we nearly increased our subscribers, our viewers, our everything by the better part of like 60% all in the matter of a month. Just from doing Twitch? Just from live streaming. Yeah. I think live streaming on YouTube as well. Okay. So there's YouTube and um, obviously 
Yeah, so YouTube and Twitch are two big streaming platforms. No one really streams on YouTube. So YouTube are really good at sort of like they notice. Right. Like as in, in terms of the algorithm side of things. So that like if you stream on YouTube, they're like, oh, okay, and they'll push you a little bit. Where Twitch, such a, once again, such an oversaturated platform, unless you stream every day to a very strict routine and very, like, you stream for eight hours a day, five days a week, you'll you'll very be very difficult to grow on Twitch. Mm. YouTube, you can almost grow in no time. That's interesting. And that's, I guess, going to increase your your YouTube subs and yeah. everything as well. Well, because, yeah, like, like we, we do have a distinct difference between when, when, in terms of view counts, when we do a normal episode and when we do a stream. Like, there's a very vast difference. Like, obviously, a lot of people come because of the stream. Um, maybe they hang around for the streams, but they might not be interested in everything that we do. Okay. So, you've recently and successfully launched a Patreon. The Ben Tate defined successfully. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's, it's sitting around it'd be like a hundred Australian dollars a month minimum yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. which a hundred dollars a month is a lot more than zero dollars a month oh my god yeah I'm very (laughs) happy with a hundred like so I see what so yeah tell me about that okay so what's actually happened is we sort of kicked around the idea of Patreon because after I looked at how much I've spent over the year of building things and I'm like this is getting expensive um for me, it's like it come down to a point of like, is there a way that we can fight? Like, I know we're really little and we're really early days, but like, do you reckon there's something we can do? And we're like, no, nah, we're not there yet. We're not there. Like, it's, it's, it's something we had on our mind, but it was it was never like, let's let's push this. Um, and then probably a month and a bit after, we were, we were doing a stream and a couple streams over one particular week, and a lot of people were like, hey, do you guys? have like a donate function do you guys have like a patreon or something are these well, people who just uh, random people random people okay. yeah like people that we uh, the name the names a lot of the names would pop up quite often yeah um but they're sort of like yeah do you guys have anything that we could do i'm like you guys want to you, you want to give us money <laughs> what's the scam like are you an algerian are, prince are, are you yeah. sure <laughs> and they're like yeah 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 because like one of the big things for me was, was it felt so arrogant mm to have a Patreon. In terms of like, we think we're good enough for you to give us money. And and we, we expect you to say yes. Yep. And like, that's one of the key reasons we never did it initially. So what flipped? The, knowing people that wanted to give us money. Yeah. People people going like, no, no, we'll give you money. I'm like, okay, uh, give us a couple of weeks and we'll work it out. We'll make it happen. And sure enough, we worked it out. We made it happen. Now we have, you know, people that regularly give us money. And like, it's just that, that one moment of like, if we just did it without sort of being prompted, it probably wouldn't be doing anything. But like, if we if, if we waited, if we, if we did it a little bit sooner, there would be no interest. There'd be no no one to quote unquote sell it to. Mm. But like, it's sold. It sold itself. Go to a point like, yeah, no, we'll give you money. I'm like, okay, sweet. And the difference that makes is new equipment or <clears throat> so. The, 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 for us, idea. it's just sort of taking the sting out of what we do um you know because we, we are a three-man operation out of a spare bedroom in my house you know we don't have we don't have sponsors we don't have anything like that so a lot of the time it comes out of our pocket directly and for us it just yeah it just takes that sting away um you know it allow us to upgrade the set a little bit to make it look more visually impressive mm-hmm. which will give us that it, you know to about what makes it stand out looking more professional like fake it until you make it so if we look really professional people will think we're professional then we become more professional yeah. you know <laughs> so it's like it's just sort of making it look bigger and better okay and tell me a bit about how you built I guess what I would call a micro community around yourselves because 
you know, we talk about kind of funny and how they've got this community of people mm. who will engage with them and and want <coughs> want to support them and yeah. and make them make it possible for them to do what they do. And you've got that to a small degree, and I see like you've added me to. I think you added me to this pop C uh, Facebook group. Yes, yeah. basically people that follow what you do and they are commenting in there and sharing stuff with each other and i'm assuming that these are the people who are funding the patreon a handful of them yeah yeah so how have you gone about building or establishing that community and how can uh, other people kind of do that as well uh for me for for us it all sort of started at humble beginnings right when when people took the time to subscribe on a post uh, sorry not subscribe when people took the time to comment on a youtube video i would respond I, and, and rather than just being like, hey, thanks for watching my video, like I would respond to their question, I'd respond to their statement, I would have that conversation. And a lot of the time, we get a lot of people saying, oh my God, no one ever responds to our comments. No one ever, like, if we're doing a live stream as an example, and they ask a question in the chat, we answer their question, we read their question out, we name them, and we, we say, hey, uh, you know, Jono says, what did you guys think of this? So we answer that question and we have a conversation with them. And I think that's one of the key things is that, a lot of people don't feel that when it mm. comes to uh, YouTube. So, like, they go somewhere and they have a chat with someone and they... It was just some random person on the stream. You go in there and you say, you say your piece and they're like, hey, cool, thanks for letting me know. And they have a chat. Like, that builds organic community. And then someone else will see. They've gone, oh, man, they've responded to my question. They've responded to that guy's question. So, then Josh comes in and Josh goes, hey, I agree with Jono. I think this and this. And I'm like, cool, Josh says that he agrees with Jono and blah, 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 blah. And you just sort of have that conversation and then move that conversation from the video to Facebook as an example. And we just keep that going and we keep that sort of little circle. It's also important. Sorry to jump in from the side. <laughs> everyone, this is everyone. This is Josh. Hey guys, hey <laughs> It's also important to respond to negative feedback as well in a respectful manner because we've had a we've had a few, and it's a matter of how you deal with that. And if you deal with it at all, which you should, uh, that's also a very important aspect. I just wanted to flip that back to you so you can comp. Yeah, that's true. Because I was talking about how like sort of positive feedback. Yeah. You're like. Now, negative feedback is a thing. The internet is full of it. Um, the internet will tell you when you're wrong very quickly. Um, and that's one of the things. When you get that negative feedback, you're like, cool, thank you so much for giving us that negative feedback. This is what we're doing to improve it, to work on it. You know, this is something we're looking at changing. Like, example, I think someone said once, like, hey, your audio is really not that good. Like, visually, it looks fine. The audio is kind of iffy. And we went, hey, no, no, we're, we're, we're fully aware. We're working on it. These are the mics we're looking at getting. This is what we're looking at doing. And they've gone awesome and they got invested in us in a second like another simple example is was um this gentleman whose name i can't remember for the life of me I, I feel really bad for that but he used to come in on our stuff at a lot of the start and then he sort of went quiet and he popped back one day and he was like hey guys i just wanted to let you know that you know i don't particularly want to be watch watch your videos too much anymore um i, I tend to watch them with my family and with my kids um and there are some things that you guys say it's like you guys quite swear a bit you know these there are these things that that kind of make me want to step away from your channel um like i really essentially said like, i've really enjoyed what i've watched but it looks like we're stepping away yeah because and he couldn't watch it in front because of his he couldn't kids, watch or, it with his kids yeah. and that's something we've never considered because yeah. we don't think that we swear that much as an example right <laughs> like we just talk and then it's like oh man 
So it, it gave us that nice reflection piece. So we went, then we, we commented back to him, Hey man, thank you so much. Like, you know, we, I'm not, well, we're not, we're not re- replying to you in order to quote unquote win you back. We just want to respond on what you're saying. And we've, you know, we agreed and we talked and we, we said this, all, we're, you know, it's just that conversation. He's like, Hey, yeah, look, I may not be, I may, I may not be as active, but you know, like I will, I'll stick around. I'll keep an eye. You know, I'm like, thanks man. Like that's not what I did it for. I did just to sort yeah. of address your issue, but. But that's cool that he even let you know. I like, know, most- like that's amazing. Most people just unsub and piss like, off without like, really. Ah, uh, these guys. Yeah. And like that's the thing. So obviously, this guy had enough connection with what we did to take that time and write that small paragraph. Mm. I took that ten minutes of his day to actively explain why he's doing something. Sure. Is that connection just from a period of time spent watching you guys, or have you? Like, how have you actually reached out to expand your audience beyond actually just? making stuff like is there a way that you've tried to mm. promote yourselves is it a way that you've tried to you know spread the word or has it been organic it's been mostly organic only because i don't know how to market what we do like it's not it's not uh, an issue of we don't it's just i don't know how you know it's like as i talk about it's really hard to break in with this sort of stuff so i'm like well, how do we sell what we do uh you know and like so one of the things we, you know we, we did in the past was kind of funny like you know it's understand it's a good community so i'm like hey this is something that we've done give us let us know what you think mm. you know and then oh, oh, a couple people stayed and subbed and chat about it you know um but yeah it's predominantly organic it's, it's probably the easier answer sure so it's not really something that there's a formula to it's more just being patient would you say look one of the biggest things you can do when it comes to youtube creation and sort of doing this is being patient um like as the people that we've worked with in the past they expect instant success um and as a result they bounce around on different outlets different topics different you know they they never stick to something like it's doing this like it's been a year right like we're still very very little and it's one of those things like most people drop out within a year they, they hit that dip that I mentioned earlier, you know, where it's everything goes stagnant, nothing happens for a while, they bail out. And I said, it's pushing through that and being patient, understanding that it does take time for these things to happen. Sure. What would you say has been the hardest part of getting to the point you're at now? Time. The answer is time. And in terms of allowing it to become such a part of your life. Mm. Um, you know, in between the year that I'm, I've been doing this, I've got married, I've had a son. Um, you know, I mean, like, congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, so, like, an example is my son, right? So, he, like, all of the spare time that I would have used on this and editing and you know, researching and doing all these cool things is shifted. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I can't spend as much time with this now. So, the hardest part is scheduling your life, creating that work-life balance. Because I still work full-time. You know, I still have my friends and family. I you know, have my wife and my son, as I mentioned, and I've got you know everything. So, it's like working that out. Trying to find that balance, man. It's It's... Mm more isolating than yeah. you'd think there's a there's a cool hidden thing there like I don't usually give my guests advice but <laughs> you and Josh both have kids right yes I'm a yeah. uh, father of one Josh is a father of two yeah and it, it seems like your audience could become one that understands what you're going through and mm. you know here's how we fit games around our families and here's how we make time and here's a good game to play if you've got kids like is there an element of that, do you think, that where people are, you know, <clears throat> us gamers are getting older, we're having families and kids, mm. that they want people who they can relate to in that sense? I, I, certainly think that's, I, think, I certainly think that's the case. You know, one of our regular viewers, her name's Jess, she, you know, her and her, her two sons, 
um, Alex and Wade. Like, they all tend to sit around and watch our streams and stuff. Like, for them, it's exposing them to a game that they normally wouldn't have access to because, you know, having a family with two kids, you don't have a lot of disposable yeah. income when it comes to games. So for them, it's they sit down and they watch it and they watch it with us. And like, how would a kid like this? You know, so they've added that aspect to it as well. Um, and a buddy of mine actually pitched an idea to us a while ago of this website channel thing called Dad Gamers. Mm. The whole idea is that it's a bunch of dads that come together and talk about games. They talk about how they play games, what you know, what games they play with their kids, how they plan on exposing their kids to games, etc. Mm. etc. I'm like, so that's a genius idea. Yeah. I think it's fucking fantastic. Just in terms of like shaping it around that. You know. Yeah, it's cool because there's games that you can't play when you have kids, like anything yeah. online, <laughs> like yeah, anything online, like so, or Bloodborne or whatever, where you can't pause. The game. Like even yesterday, I was sitting on the couch with my six-month-old son on my lap, and he's old enough now to sort of be a bit responsive. I'm playing God of War three. I'm just murdering things, and he's locked on that TV as I just gut open a centaur. I'm like, probably shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> like so I just turn him around yeah. <laughs> look away look away yeah like, you're, not, you're not quite old enough to know exactly what this is but you probably shouldn't be looking yeah, at it it might be sinking <laughs> you don't want to risk, risk that uh, so what would be your advice to anyone who wants to get from point A to where you are because point A is where most podcasters would mm. be and you know they're trying to get the audience they're trying to get a community they're trying to maybe they're trying to get codes and access to things that, that you guys get to do so what would be your advice to those people who want to reach this level? My, my initial comments are going to probably sound quite negative. That's really not the case. It's be patient. Expect a lot of hard work. Expect a lot of time. Um, don't expect the response that you want straight away because you're not going to get what, you know, quote unquote success straight away. You'll be middling in probably, you know, single digit views for a while, then maybe double then eventually true. I mean, like it's a, it's a really sort of slow growth and there will be times where you think it's the, you'll, you'll have a lot of self doubt. Like there are moments even now, like as West has said, we're still very little, but there's moments now where it, once we've done recording a video, Josh and I will talk and we're like, what are we doing? You know, like, why are we doing this? Like what makes us like, why would anyone want to watch us? You know, like why does anyone give two shits about what we have to say? Like, and, you know, we put all this time and effort, like we've, you know, we'll spend six hours, eight hours editing a video to have it go up for nine views. It's just like, fuck. And like, that's what you'll, you'll be disheartened all the time. Mm. The advice is push through it. Because when you hit those highs, it's so rewarding. Like when you do get your first, get when, like, you know, when you start reaching out to publishers, if you want to do games media as an example, like when you start reaching out to publishers and you get your first game code, like... Oh, like it's just, it's just so good to like because it adds that extra level of legitimacy, right? Yeah. And then you apply for your first event as media, and they're like, "You you can come as media," and you're like, "Oh, like it just it's all these steps that just help make it all worthwhile." And yeah. it's one of those things like, and it's something that we fall into as well is we get lost in the forest in the views in, the yeah, we get we get lost in the numbers everything at that moment right so like what we get stuck in what's happened in the last week and we look at like man we didn't do so good last week blah, blah, blah. and then one of those things like be retrospective look at what you've done look at where you've come from you know if you if we were to watch our first video now I would die internally <laughs> 
I'm like, oh. Everyone go and find the first video. <laughs> send the link it's to It's probably Ryan. still there. If you go back far enough, it's probably still there. And I'm pretty sure it's a video of Josh and I unboxing the Arkham Knights Collector's Edition. Um, it was one of the first videos we ever published. Yeah, it's only it's two years trash. ago. trash. Yeah. It's so trash. Um, and be willing... Like, I know I'm just kind of just throwing out advice, advice, advice. But be willing to adapt. Um, we've had to adapt what we've done a number of times. Um, what we thought we were going to be when we started is not what we are now. So, you know, be willing to adapt, be willing to change, be willing to, yeah, grow and mold what you do. Sure. Sounds good. And the last question, if you could do anything and know that you wouldn't fail, what would you do? Oh, shit. Um, I would invest more time. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I knew that I could actively be like, I'm just going to invest 100% of my time, 80% of my time you know family yeah. <laughs> if I could invest 80% of my time in solely this venture and it would and it would do okay that's what I would do I'd quit everything I'd you know I'd invest more time in this I would be ballsy enough to, I would I would call PR company. I would call Sony Australia directly and be like hey I'm Ryan from the Pop Culturist talk to me we have a PlayStation show listen to it yeah. let it give us access you know I mean like if I know if, if I knew they wouldn't be like no and hang up like there's no fail I'm like oh the options <laughs> but it would just be yeah it would just be be able to focus more on what I do so why don't you just do it anyway yeah mortgages are suck man no 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 not that oh. part <laughs> <laughs> the ringing up Sony and being like oh, that's, why have, that's why we have Dave our yeah, PR right, guy he yeah. does all that he does that work for us he did it he actually called Activision a couple of weeks ago he just called <laughs> the PR it's like hey I'm Dave I represent these guys and they're like okay what do you need <laughs> because no one ever calls yeah like they like can push, like and throw an email away. You just call them and be sort of blunt and but be honest and um yeah, and you'll get it. Very good. Thanks for hanging out. No worries, man. Thanks, th- thanks for thinking I'm important enough to want to talk to. <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. Don't worry about it. So don't worry, you're not that important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, t- I talk to a lot of people who aren't important. Don't worry. Aww, glad I'm one of those people. <laughs> Thank you for listening. That was Ryan Betson. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at HaggardMC. Check out the pop culturists all over the internet. Give them a sub on YouTube, head over to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash thepopculturists, and of course you can always find me on Twitter at Jono himself. Until next week, keep putting in work.